everybody, you are listening to Canary Cry Radio, and my name is Basil. And this is Gons, and this is episode 140. Number 140, it's true. It's true. We've made it. It's true. And uh, this is a, a special episode for Gons and I because we have Archaeologic from Destiny Lab. Gons, yeah. exciting, eh? Exciting. I, I blast their music in my car. <laughs> That's right. For those who don't know, Destiny Lab is a, a hip-hop group featuring Archaeologic and Genetics. And they, uh, well, to say the least, they're basically Canary Cry Radio in hip-hop form. Um, <laughs> we talk a lot about their music, so we're not going to talk too much about it now. But we have sort of been orbiting them in our careers as podcaster as podcasters they've been around for for significantly longer than basil and gons basil and gons have <laughs> gons and i have uh and they are just so good at packing an entire metric ton of research into a hip-hop song and uh it's really a way to get this these messages out and to apprise people to these types of topics, but doing it in a way that's a little bit more friendly than a two and a half hour podcast with uh, grumpy guns and some annoying guy. Uh, so we, I, we highly recommend you guys check it out. But uh, today we have Archaeologic, who is one half of the uh, Destiny Lab gang or, or team. And uh, we talk. We start out by uh, talking about his sort of musical career and how the decision was even made to start so, uh, just explicitly singing or rapping, musicianing about these types of topics. Yeah, that's that's really. I mean, part of the the you know everyone's different, but for me it was like I remember I was a musician growing up, and I remember being saved, and then like not wanting to play music at all because it was like my music was based on something completely different my spirit of music was not not right so yes gons was doing it for the fame the fortune and all the drugs the <laughs> yeah that's exactly <laughs> i love the music but for some reason it just didn't uh you know it didn't have the same kind of power over me i guess i don't know but anyway you know uh so i was curious yeah, to hear what uh archaeologic and destiny lab what their story was so it was good to hear what they experienced and we'll get into that also very quickly remember we've got the facebook community canary cry community on facebook it is filling up with canarians just like you fans of the show and it's not just a super intense super serious place for everybody to put their new magnum opus theories on the uh, shape of the earth or the identity of oh i don't know the illuminati members it's also a great place where people are praying for each other they're making friends sharing memes it's really a great atmosphere in that group so go head over to facebook and search for canary cry community also if you haven't done it yet like our facebook page called canary cry radio then you gotta remember we got canary cry news talk every single week canary cry news talk on your apple Podcasts or whatever podcast player you are using uh if you just can't get enough canary cry radio or basil and guns uh, that is a great way to get your little dose every week and uh don't worry everybody we don't just talk about robots 
Uh, we talk about <laughs> all sorts of stuff that you're going to want to know about, especially if you are paying attention to topics that we cover on Canary Cry Radio. Uh, one last thing, I've started posting uh, the Joy Spiracy Theory episodes again, so you can head over to the Joy Spiracy Theory. I'm telling you, you guys are missing out if you aren't listening. And even more excitingly, head to Apple Podcasts and search for a podcast called Ravel. Yes, that's right. Ravel. You will see uh, one episode there. It is the trailer for the upcoming season of the Bible Study, Bible Exploration podcast. Don't worry. No Nephilim here for now. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I have teamed up with a very smart man. He is a candidate, uh, a PhD candidate in uh, biblical studies and theology. And we are going through the Bible, exploring it in bright new ways. And if you guys want to do that with us, search Ravel oh, on your podcast player. I, you know, sometimes jingles change meaning, but the jingle stays the same. Okay. You're going down, Olstein. <laughs> the whole new meaning, whole new layer. I'm coming for you, Olstein, <laughs> with my podcast. Joel Olstein is the number one Christian podcast on Apple Podcasts, like every single week. <laughs> I don't know how that's possible. I've never met it's just numbers, anybody man. that's. I know it's just numbers, but uh, he must have an army of bots, Russian bots. He might. He might have the Russian bots <laughs> listening to his podcast. Um, so there you go. I oh would boy. very much appreciate it if you guys do uh, check out Ravel and subscribe because the first season is going to be dumping soon. So you're going to want to uh, have that just pop right into your uh, podcast player. And, uh, well, we'll talk about that more in episodes in the future. And remember, we have our Patreon account. This show is entirely listener supported. That means that this show gets better when more people support it. And it's only possible, we only keep going because you guys make that possible. So you can head to patreon.com slash canarycryradio, and there you will get bonus episodes and stickers and merchandise and all sorts of fun rewards for supporting the show. And uh, this is really important for our show because... We don't take advertising. Uh, we have eschewed that method of funding. And uh, as we've made a point to say before, uh, if we did take on advertising, we would make in, we'd probably be making the big bucks. Um, but we don't believe in selling your attention for our own personal gain. So if the show is worth something to you, if it's worth, you know, five bucks a month, if it's worth a cup of coffee a month, I can't believe coffee is that expensive now, but it is, <laughs> uh, you know, what's it worth? Is it worth a, a movie ticket? Whatever it is, you can head over to patreon.com slash canarycryradio and support us because it makes us feel warm and fuzzy and you'll get some cool rewards. Yeah, and definitely all of you guys listening who are Patreon supporters for CCNT or CCR, just know I'll keep you warm and safe in my people's zoo. You're safe here. <laughs> Again, just looking for reasons to use the soundboard. I like it. I'm into it. Hey, you know, it's uh, it's here. It's it in front here. of me. It's got buttons. It's got sounds. It's going to happen sometimes. Yeah. Without further ado, you ready, Gons? I'm ready. Let's do it. This is Canary Cry Radio. 
podcast time with We'll see in an exponential growth in all machines and innovations as technology surpasses and exceeds our limitations. Implications could be serious. In many past and present futurists have been warning us for years about the consequences. Massive repercussions. We see the evidence. Dependence on our internet and phones and games and televisions. Losing independence. As we immerse ourselves in working all our fingers through the bones for corporations. We give them back our paychecks. For the latest in the greatest plastic upgrades named their products and replacements and Build the databases Investing hours of our own free time Uploading information used against us To target us with market advertising Toward our interests Collecting information used to monitor our senses Correcting anyone who won't comply Or be connected How long before a mandatory microchips injected This age old lie The promise of utopia The carrot on the stick The empty cornucopia Technological hive mind dystopia What will arise is a time of robophobia This age old lie the promise of utopia, the carrot on the stick, the intercornucopia. Rhythm, rhyme, and the word of God. Our guest on this episode is long overdue. They're the musical geniuses behind Destiny Lab. We have one half of the crew, Arc Logic. Arc, welcome finally to Canary Cry Radio. What's up, buddy? What's up? What's up? Finally, finally, it has happened. It has happened. We've, we are we've, together. We've done it. We've, you know, we have, uh, we're a couple of those organizations here that have been circling around each other. That's Canary Cry and uh, Destiny Lab. I mean, we've known about you and known you guys for years now. And I can't believe that we're just finally getting you on the show. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, uh, you know, all in God's timing, right? So on the line here, we have Archaeologic, and Genetics is your partner, and he couldn't be here because he had some experiments to run or something. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's in the lab, you know, uh, <laughs> testing some, uh, some monkeys right now. So <laughs> I got to say, Destiny Lab, you guys as, a, as an organization, as a team, I love uh, your guys' logo, I love your guys' style, and I love uh, your guys' music. And uh, obviously, you guys are very talented musicians, but you've really got a laser focus. You're like the, if we were going to make a Canary Cry Radio uh, theatrical musical production, uh, it, would, it would be, the music would be scored by Destiny Lab. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's definitely right on par with what you guys do, and uh, so we're. I, I, you know, I remember I was on an interview with uh, Derek Gilbert one time, and he said, "How do you describe Destiny Lab?" And I said, "Well, it's kind of like if uh, uh, Kent Hovind, Chuck Missler, and uh, <laughs> and Chris White got together and formed a rap group." So. <laughs> <laughs> that is so cool. I was going to say, Gons, you and I have toyed with the idea of uh, uh, of starting to do some music. Composing but, music. You know, composing music, but I think uh, archaeologic and genetics are doing better than we could even hope to do. So we glad that you, we're glad you guys are doing the work that you do. And, you know, I, I think we'd like to start out by kind of learning a little bit about how something like this even comes together. I mean, uh, I read a little bit on your website there. You guys have been making music for quite a long time, huh? Yeah, yeah, actually. We met way back in the early 90s. 
and uh, and started making music together back then, not under Destiny Lab, but just you know for fun. Basically, we weren't. I was never necessarily super serious about making music, uh, you know, with a name of a a band and all that until the early two thousands. Nice. Now, real quick, Ark, uh, are you wearing like a headset? Yeah, I am. And do you have a beard? I do. I hear the the lovely friendship <laughs> between those two things. And I thought I'd just call it out okay. now so we could we could fix it. Uh, um, tell me if it acts up again. Okay, I will. So early two thousands. Okay, you know, to me that doesn't seem like that long ago, but also I mean, that's almost that's 20, 20 years yeah, ago. We're talking now. 20 years now. I mean, it's it that's goes a by long fast. Time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Time flies by and it doesn't seem like that long for for us either, that's for sure. Yeah. So you guys have been making music for a long time together. Was it always sort of pinpoint sort of fringe Christian truther music or were, did you have some other uh no. milieu you were operating in? Yeah, no, I mean, uh, back in the day, I, I was still in my prodigal son journey at that point. Oh. So <laughs> I was, I was, uh, we were doing more worldly type music when we first met. It seems like, you know, everywhere I would move, I would meet somebody that was really into hip hop. And I liked rap music and hip hop, but I was never, I never set out to, to want to be a rap artist or anything. Um, you know, all this kind of happened through, uh, almost like a more of a conviction through my own journey. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, that's that's an interesting journey to to shift into. Were you guys sort of uh, waking up along the way, or is it something that you kind of? I, I I mean, what was your foray into uh, uh, this type of material? Yeah. So the story is basically, you know, I grew up in a very small town. I grew up in a Christian home. Uh, and my my parents were really in. My dad was really into, uh, you know, prophecy, all that kind of stuff. And and so I, I had a good background in the, in the Bible, at least foundationally. And I was a Christian. But straight out of high school, I wanted I wanted to be a special effects makeup artist. And I still work as a sculptor and 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 do that type of work. But I wanted to be a special effects makeup artist. So straight out of high school, I actually moved to Los Angeles from a very small town uh, when I was eighteen. And started working uh, down there in Hollywood. And the first mu- first uh, movie I ever worked on was The Lawnmower Man in 1990. <laughs> and uh, believe it or not, so God was kind of preparing me way back then for this whole transhuman, crazy uh, uh, kind of journey. But I was really into aliens at that time and so much into aliens. I, I started studying all the different abduction experiences, all, read all every book I get my hands on. Uh, but I started kind of almost uh, leaning more to the idea, not necessarily new agey, but I was thinking maybe, you know, angels were aliens or aliens were angels and oh, Ezekiel's wheel thing. And, and I wanted to actually, you know, maybe I could be abducted and see real aliens because I oh, can sculpt, no. <laughs> I can oh, sculpt no. really well. You know, I, I'd have a really <laughs> saw an alien. Then I could make real realistic aliens. <laughs> I like how it's career-oriented. Yeah, inspired by your, your work. Exactly. Your line of work. Career-oriented, yeah. man. Very, very yeah, yeah. focused. The, the, you know, the, the abduction could be all right off, you know. <laughs> There you go. All the medical awesome. bills, you know, getting the microchip out of your leg and all that kind of stuff. 
So how did you, I'm, all we have is you here. So I'm genetics. Maybe I'll have, we'll have to have him on the show or maybe I'll bring him on TJT or something to tell his part of the story too. But so you started to kind of get into that in your early career and, uh, but you have the knowledge of the Bible. So that's, I'm assuming yeah. like a lot of us started to connect some dots, started to, uh, form a bigger picture. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So this was, yeah, this is uh, in the in the very early '90s, and I was only down in California for a couple of years, and then I moved up to Portland, and that's where I met Genetics. And uh, when I uh, and we just started making music just for fun or whatever, uh, uh, never really all that serious about it. But during this time, I was deeply into kind of straddling both sides of the fence. Here, I was going to Grateful Dead concerts and experience oh, psychedelic yeah. experiences and the whole time in my mind i was doing it from a christian perspective of you know research and and gathering info and slowly over time i began to see uh a kind of a universal theme that i was hearing over and over again that i recognized through my christian upbringing and that was the original sin of the serpent or the idea that man can be god and so uh, I got deep into studying cr the co-creation evolution thing as well and how this fit into the paradigm. So creation evolution was sort of the foundation of my music, which then led me into more study through the whole alien thing to secret societies, the occult, transhumanism, uh, all these type of subjects and how they kind of all are all connected through the original sin of the idea that man can become God. Yeah. Uh, and so I started seeing this kind of overlap and in every abduction experience I read, they were trying to say how, you know, Jesus was just an ascended master and we can all have Christ consciousness. And, you know, just, it became like really clear to me that this was just didn't make any sense. And this was just evil, you know? So I kind of had a flip on my whole perspective of things and it all kind of just clicked and started making sense that, this is actually just a, a, you know, inverted version of the truth. Right. You know, in some version of Christianity and some versions of the truth, but then they're completely twisting it to self-worship. Right. Which is, uh, you know, the foundation of Luciferianism. Yeah. So when you, when you were like early on, when you were, when you first started making music with genetics, were you writing lyrics and did, you said early on it was creation evolution. Did it start there or were you writing about something else before? Like, yeah, like I started mostly with the creation evolution and kind of, um, uh, prophecy type of things. I was looking, basically I, I discovered that there was a hip, even the hip hop drama called Christian rap, like in the mid nineties, I didn't even know that existed. And I found, you know, all these really good rappers out there. And I was like, man, somebody has got to be talking about, some of these cool, you know, these subjects like creation evolution. It's like, it seems like the perfect platform. Yeah. And I couldn't find you... anybody that was talking about it. Huh. Mm. Now, when you say creation evolution, are, you, are we talking creation versus evolution or what? Yeah, what exactly. That? Creation yeah, versus just evolution. To, just to clarify there. For <laughs> Exposing the lie of evolution. Basically. Somebody who's hearing a new hybrid creation evolution. <laughs> no. um, new heresy. What yeah. now, how hardcore were you going at it at this point? I mean, were you being explicit about 
uh, you know, these types of topics or were you trying to kind of hide it in, in the lyrics or, or allude to those types of things? Well, we made a couple songs just hanging out with other friends. I made the very first song I ever made that was kind of biblically themed is called the sequel. And it was just more of like a kind of a, uh, you know, end times kind of scenario, uh, kind of a dark theme song. And I didn't even tell anybody it was about the Bible, but I, we just recorded it up there for fun. Right. And, and then I, I actually, I moved away from Portland for about five or six years and I didn't do any music with genetics at all. And during that time, I really got deep into studying all these different things. And I went and saw Kent Hovind live at a, at an event. And he said something at the end of the event. He said, you know, if, if you know these things and if you understand, you know, these lies about evolution that you're per- perpetrating on it, what can you do to expose this stuff? What can you do to share the truth with others? You know, and he said, you know, it could be Barney the dinosaur, but a Christian version, or you could do music about it, or you could do, you know, and it just kind of clicked for me. I'm like, that's exactly what I should do. I need to just be making music about this. And I called up genetics i came up with the name and i just said this is what this is what i want to do how'd you like to get back into making music and we actually started making music while he lived up in portland and i lived on the other side of oregon uh just over the over the internet in the, the early 2000s so that is quite the call i mean it's a I can't help but sort of um, see the parallels between kind of how Gons and I started this podcast. Obviously, you guys have been doing your music much longer, uh, but that is quite the call and quite the mission. Um, I mean, what was kind of the uh, what was the the mission behind it? What was the idea behind it? I mean, do, was it a trying to a wake up call to the hip hop fans or? Yeah, what? I mean, I I think I was I was a little bit frustrated that I couldn't find anybody else talking about it because it seemed to me like a no brainer, like, wow, this is, you know, hip hop is all about kind of like kind of presenting sometimes an argument or being a little bit, uh, you know, deep with these lyrics or whatever. And I always, always liked, you know, kind of lyrical rap. And, uh, and so I just thought, well, what a perfect platform to talk about deeper subjects and especially creation evolution, because you can just expose some of the, so many of these things. And I had watched so many of Kent Hovind's videos. I just felt like at that time, very prepared to, uh, you know, debate with somebody or whatever. And I just started writing lyrics and, and I just, yeah, I just felt convicted to do it. And like yeah. I said, I, had, I don't like performing. I'm the type of guy that goes to a concert and I'm like in the, I'm sitting in the back row with my arms folded. <laughs> you know, I, I have a guy that's up in the front dancing around and, and hooting and hollering. That's just not being, never has been. And so I'm, I've never been a, that much of a performer. Uh, and I, we have done performances, uh, but that's, you know, it's kind of tough for me to get on stage because I don't necessarily like to be the center of the attention. So we kind of presented the whole idea we were going to do is present this almost like that we were anonymous and we would wear monkey masks and lab coats to kind of illustrate the absurdity of evolution by being a little absurd ourselves, you know? Right. Yeah. Right. And, uh, so we were really into the whole sci-fi theme of things and, and weird stuff like that, because I'm, I'm into the whole sci-fi thing. And, and, uh, so we try to just be kind of, uh, kind of a, a, a weird example of Christian music, but also talk about very deep subjects. So, um, we're kind of we're a very niche, <laughs> niche group. 
I know the feeling. (laughs) (laughs) You you guys have been doing this for so long. The Genesis six topic has, you know, it became, I don't, I don't want to call it a movement, but a lot of people started to recognize it and talk about it. And especially in the, in the biblical context. And uh, that happened, you know, like, I guess like late 2000, like early, you know, the early decade of the 2000 into 2010, 11, 12, and everyone, you know, I guess the 2012 thing, you know, really brought attention to some of these issues. What was it like to see the, I guess you can call it the evolution of, of those topics becoming more widely spread? And, and did you uh, feel your music helped or help uh, people, you know, start looking into these subjects? Uh, yeah, it was actually really amazing to see, you know, some of these things being exposed more to the masses and kind of the externalization of these, you know, more hidden subjects that were uh, more kind of conspiratorial and they becoming more mainstream and people actually being open to discussing some of these things. So um, it, it was really, it was really uh, inspiring, actually. And, you know, we've had quite a few people contact us over the years that have had uh, per- personal waking up, you know, experiences through listening to our music. And, uh, you know, a lot of older people contact us. They can't, can't stand rap music, but they love our music because it's a way for them to connect with their, their kids or grandkids. So it's always cool to hear from people on how, uh, how the music is, uh, has touched their lives. Yeah, it's it's really cool. And every you know, I I love it. I blast it in my car and stuff like that. And you know, my my wife yells at me because the baby's ears are gonna go. You know, she's gonna go deaf. You know, I was like, well, yeah, she needs to learn. <laughs> she must learn. <laughs> must learn early. We, we must program her with the lyrics. Um, <laughs> yeah, you mentioned uh, getting some emails and stuff. I imagine that you've uh, had quite a bit of people reach out and. Uh, it, at least appreciate what you guys are doing with your music uh, and maybe even sort of uh, have it be a catalyst to looking into more subjects. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I've had people completely flip their, their worldviews. I mean, actually I just had a, uh, I just posted a, a video um, about that was, there was a story about a guy that was, was a Satanist. He was a self-proclaimed Satanist that approached me in a chat room where I shared my music and he challenged me to rap. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. You know, I'm not a real big rap battle type guy or whatever. <laughs> he basically made the beginning of the song and he said, here, you finish the end of this song, you know, and it was very vulgar. It was a good beat, but it's very vulgar and, and demonic. And, you know, and I'm like, I, I don't know what to do here, you know? So I prayed about it and I just felt, well, let me just, not battling, but kind of answering in love a little bit and, and question him a little bit. And I did that and he contacted me back and he said, I want to do another song. And that second song started out with him asking God for forgiveness and, uh, and accepting Christ. On the wow. Song. Holy so you smokes. Hear, you hear those actual lyrics on there. And that's a true story that happened. And I ended up sending the guy, a Bible and, and, uh, he lived over in St. Louis and keeping in contact with him as we ended up doing four songs together about his whole journey. And that was a really incredible experience to see. And it wasn't my lyrics. It wasn't me. It was just God preparing this guy, you know, and he was just, he was just kind of testing me. He was angry at the world. He was mad. He's like, well, here's this dumb Christian. Let's see how to respond to this or whatever. And, you know, because I answered in love, he was, it just, it just 
it responded or it just ticked with him, I guess, or, you know, God op- opened his heart. And, um, and so you can hear that, that song and hear that on our, our Facebook and, uh, on our Patreon page. Wow. That's awesome. That is such a cool story. Um, so there you go. You did it, man. You're reaching people. One of you, I believe it's one of your newer songs and please feel uh, free to correct me if I'm wrong, but is uh robophobia. Sure. Yeah. Robophobia. That one. I mean, as, as someone who recently let a, a Roomba into their life, um, you just had to convict me, man, that, uh, they're coming for us. <laughs> yeah. Well that, you know, that song opens up the, the, uh, opening dialogue in that song is from the movie, the lawnmower man. Yeah. yeah. So it, it kind of takes me back to, you know, what I was experiencing way back then. And, and so it's kind of come full circle in yeah. the music for it. And one thing I noticed in this song, but I also notice across a, a your sort of discography is you, your songs, they're not, uh, they're very succinct and packed with information. I mean, it's, it's, you almost take as if you were presenting, making a presentation about a subject and, uh, obviously being much more artful and, and uh, uh, you know, I know you don't consider yourself a performer, but the performances on the album are great. Um, it, it lays it out really well where somebody can actually listen to the song and come away from the song kind of having a really good overview of like the transhuman threat <laughs> or the, the uh, you know, the robot apocalypse or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I, that's, I really try to pack as much information in there as possible because my goal is to get people that are on the fence, you know, to investigate these things for themselves. You know, don't believe me, but you may hear something in here that makes you like, Hmm, you know, I want to know more about that. And so that's, that's my whole goal is to, to be a link in the chain for people and have them research these things for themselves deeper and deeper until they, you know, are, are led to Christ. Yeah. It's really not like uh you're not coy about it. It's, it's almost like packed with legit research. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, the type of research that leads up to your lyrics and, and how you sort of incorporate that so well into your, into your music? Uh, well, I almost consider myself more of just a gatherer of great research from other researchers because <laughs> mm, uh-huh. I myself am not necessarily, you know, some big, you know, researcher. I, I, you know, have a high school education and that's about it. But I will, I am very passionate about searching for truth and exposing deceptions. And I'm very passionate about finding other researchers who are very good at what they do from all the different perspectives, gathering that information and then presenting it in a way that makes sense uh, to the average ordinary uh, person, especially the more uh, important parts of those subjects, uh, you know, to try to spark people's interest in or question, you know, I want to encourage people who are Christians that the music is meant to be encouraging to those people and people who don't believe these things I want to debate them. Yeah, you <laughs> want to engage. Yeah, I want to engage with those people and people that are on the fence. I want them to investigate these things for themselves. So I'm trying to target from all different types of perspectives um, and just, you know, hoping that God, will, you know, just speaks to someone's heart. 
Nice. So I, I got one more question, then I'll let Gons ask some questions because I'm just excited. I'm taking over here. <laughs> okay. But uh, <laughs> in all the subjects of the songs, and it, it can it, it can include maybe your favorite song too, but what's been one of your favorite subjects to uh, write and perform a song about? Hmm. I, I really like the the transhuman subject and and you know evolution. I mean, they all kind of tie together, you know. Right. Like I said, back to the original. Um, you know, I think that's my, uh, you know, apart from recognizing that Jesus is Lord, um, one of my most important things I want people to recognize is that original sin paradigm, that universal theme, and that you can go out there and investigate every secret society, every false religion, every mystery school, you know, whether it's the Rosicrucians, the Freemasons, the, uh, you know, the uh, Kabbalists, whatever, they all at their core message in one way or another believe that man can be God or can become God or can evolve through God through some sort of secret knowledge or works. And that's, you know, that to me is like, and not only that, then we see these people that are being abducted by so-called aliens, suffering from sleep paralysis, uh, contacting entities with Ouija board experiences and DMT experiences, and getting the exact same information from all those entities. Right. Yet all these different disguises. They can't make up their minds who they are, but they sure know that Jesus isn't real. And they sure know that, you know, Jesus was just Christ consciousness and that you can evolve into a God. They, they definitely want you to know that. But they, their costumes are always different. They they're come from different timelines. They come from different solar systems, you know, and they never can make up their minds what their costume is. So they're obviously untrustworthy. And then when you confront them in the name and authority of Jesus Christ, they flee. Is that a coincidence? <laughs> right, right. You know? There's so many things you guys do that I really love. Like just lyrically, it, it's, it, you know, Basil kind of put it well that it's, it's just so succinct and you can kind of walk away from a song and get the gist of what's going on. But I really, you know, it, it's funny that you mentioned like, oh, you want to debate people that, you know, question it. Because I think the song itself, like, I, you know, in modern times, I guess you we have these like battles, like rap battles, right? If you If you were doing a rap battle you can destroy people with some of your lyrics. I'm not even kidding. Like, like arguments are airtight. And I mean, I, you know, there, there are moments when I, you know, first run across your songs, I go through them where I'm doing the whole, you know, like, Oh, like the lines are so good. And they, you know, they hit so hard and stuff. And it's, uh, I love it, man. I'm, I feel I'm like all giddy talking to you right now, but like, what's your process? Like in terms of, do you just sit down and you can just, does it flow out? Do you, do you have moments where you're just kind of like, I have all this information, but I can't succinctly put it in, in, you know, two, three lines. Um, it's, it's different every time. I mean, you know, some songs come really quick, like, uh, you know, where it just pours out where I feel like definitely led by the Holy spirit where I get pray. And it's just like, I'm hearing the music and I just, you know, the lyrics just pour out, right. it's, you know, but many, most of the time, I've got a subject in mind, and the beats are made first. So genetics will come up with you know all kinds of different beats, and I'll and we'll go through the ones that I may uh, like, and then we'll then we'll work on that beat together to emphasize the places where I want to want to emphasize, and then put in the hook or the chorus where I want it, and then I'll create the lyrics 
around the uh, the beat after the beat is made. And, and many times, like I said, I'll have a subject in mind and I'll have all different, uh, you know, words or phrases or uh, specific things written down on a piece of paper that I want to include somehow in the, in the song in one place or another. So um, that's, that's most of the time how I do it is, is uh, you know, or, or I'll have like a specific thing that I watch. I'll go be inspired by a movie or a video or even a phrase that somebody says, you know, I've got a song called no absolutes. And I remember I was inspired by that, by a Ken Hovind video where he says, you know, people says they don't believe in absolutes. You say, how sure are you of that? I said, well, I'm very sure. Said, are, you, are you absolutely sure that there are no absolutes? <laughs> you, know, so, you know, so things like that, you know, will oftentimes kickstart an idea or kickstart a song. And I've got, you know, so many songs and subjects that I'd like to tackle. It's just a matter of picking the ones that uh, I feel are, I guess, most important at the time. Yeah. Right. Now, when it comes to the type of uh, material that you cover and the, the, the moving through the sort of, yeah, I was going to say swamp, but it's not a swamp. It's a universe, <laughs> the universe, the constellations of subjects. I mean, you obviously have, uh, you've mentioned you obviously cat have a cat attacking you while you're trying to get this question out. <laughs> She's on the floor. She wants to cuddle, um, but I'm working cat. You can't do it. You know, you obviously have a constellation of uh, different inspiration and, and people that you get re your research from and things like that. And repackaging it and representing it to others is, like you mentioned, a, a, I believe it is a big part in the, the chain that reaches certain types of people. Maybe people who probably wouldn't sit through maybe a couple hour uh, video such as Age of Deceit or something like that. Um, without first getting their in interest peaked by listening to some rad jams. That's what the kids say nowadays, right? Rad jams. Rad yeah. Oh man, this cat just won't give up. No, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, there's a lot of people that, you know, don't know anything about these types of things and they'll contact me. Hey, where can I learn more? And I'll, that's exactly what I'm doing. I'm pointing them to age of deceit one, two, and three. I'm oh, pointing them great. to, you know, Chris White videos, all the different podcasts I listen to, you know, all the different, you know, things where I've gathered my own information. I've got a whole page of copy and paste links that I'm constantly sharing with people of, all, you know, and all the subjects. Nice. So, yeah, that was actually going to be the, the, you answered the question I didn't ask after my long ramble, which was what are uh, some of your favorite uh, I guess researchers or, or podcasters or authors besides or, Canary Cry Radio besides your number one favorite, <laughs> one, two, obviously. Mm. <laughs> uh, I really like uh, Jeremiah Films Megiddo one and or Megiddo two is a mm. video I point a lot of people to, um, and, and all of their amazing documentaries they've done. Uh, it depends on the subject that, that somebody's asking about. If somebody's asking about, you know, creation evolution, of course, you know, Kent Hovind, Chuck Missler are kind of my go-tos as far as the Nephilim and, and Fallen Angels. Chris White, of course, has some amazing uh, videos and debunkings that he's done in the past. Um, you know, just, just different people, you know, uh, uh, Nicholson, 
Nicholson, uh, 1984. Yes. Yeah. Nicholson. And, uh, also truth is strange of the fiction. There's a lot of people out there that I don't necessarily completely agree with, but I still think are worth, you know, researching just so you are familiar with all the different subjects at hand. Yeah. It's good to have a body of knowledge. Exactly. Especially with, you know, people constantly berating you with, you know, when are you going to make a flat earth song, (laughs) make a song, you know, about, you know, all these different things that I don't necessarily. It's, it's weird uh, how, yeah, I was going to say, it's weird how the subjects have, have surpassed your, because you're so far ahead when you started. And now it seems like people are asking you like, Hey, Hey, when's the song coming out? We're listening to that thing. You know, we get, we get that a lot, a question a lot. Have, are you, do you have a flat earth song in the works or is it in Uh, the same bin that our next flat earth episode is in? Well, you know, (laughs) it's one of those things where I'm trying to be be nice and straddle the fence a little bit because I understand the perspective. I mean, I understand and and they have some incredible questions, you know, to ask and some of the things, but there's also some incredible disinformation. Yeah. And there's some incredible lack of boots on the ground actually trying to prove anything or actually show a real concrete model of what this so-called flat earth is, you know? And, uh, I, I really enjoyed your guys's episode with, uh, uh, Rick Delano from the principal. And, uh, is that what his name was Rick Delano? Yeah, I think so. The, the principal, mm-hmm. uh, documentary and, what he was saying and how he's thinking, you know, this may be just kind of a type of a psyop, but I, Hey, I, I'm open to the earth being flat. I could be proven wrong, but I feels like to me, it's something that's going to be proven true to many people very soon as they're, you know, people are flying up and now Virgin airline, you can get a ticket to actually, you know, go up and, I know it's all about those consumer sp- uh, space vacations, man. Yeah, it's, the, it's, it's, that, it's on the to do list. It's that vaccine they give you that you know makes you hallucinate when you're up there. So when it's, it's it'll uh, look yeah, flat, but it, that, it is yeah. flat, but it'll look round. You know, <laughs> exactly. I've I've been told that exact thing. Is that is that really an demonic, demonic hologram? Oh, the ho- demonic hologram. Well, that's possible too, I suppose. Yeah, there's a lot of things out there that could be a demonic hologram. <laughs> Anything's possible. Well, can't trust your own eyes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so all right, so we're not going to hold our breath for the flat Earth. Uh, the song quite yet, but uh, we're all waiting for that nail in the coffin. There, I'm open. I'm we're, we're kind of the I mean, same. This just a re, just a re, uh, restate our uh, stance. You know, we're we're totally open. We are one of the first people, one of the first podcasts to kind of broadly broadcast uh, some flat Earth <laughs> material before we. I had no idea it was going to grow this big. Which makes me wonder, you know, Gons and I are always, I mean, it's almost week by week now, especially doing Canary Cry News Talk, where something comes out and we're like, oh, well, there it is. That thing that we called in 2012, uh, it's actually a reality now. And back then Mm -hmm. we were talking in very theoretical terms Um, with you, you know, going back even further than 2012. Have there been things uh, that you've written about that uh, have come just too, too scarily close to true? Um, I think. <laughs> I mean, besides uh, 
you know. Well, there's things that that haven't come true that I said, uh, you know, you know that I used to believe or used to lean toward. I used to be more of a a believer in the the rapture type event. And some of my songs sort of they aren't completely overtly. Uh, oh, you're calling true. out dates, huh? <laughs> they lean that way. So, but now <laughs> I, I call myself a wait and see tripper because you know that's a safe uh, stance to take. I, yeah, yeah. No, obviously nobody knows the date and time, but the father. But uh, yeah. you know. were you as sure about any of that as I was sure that uh, <laughs> aliens were going to land in the 2012 Olympics? No, I did have a song on 2012, though. I know. I'm looking at it. <laughs> was that about the Quetzalcoatl return, or? Yeah, the return of Quetzalcoatl and, mm. uh, you know, as Daniel Pinchbeck. Yeah. Daniel Pinchbeck. Oh, he yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The right. author, the head cracked <laughs> he, he wide open. He claimed he was. He was the yeah, one. He claimed he was, he was the return of Quetzalcoatl. Oh, did oh. he? Did he get that? I didn't know he actually got to that level. Wow. <laughs> got to that, that level. Because well, I remember Spiritual. hearing about him and, you know, he was getting featured on, on you know, news stuff. and serpent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. So you've talked a lot about, um, well, you've mentioned, you know, uh, your goal, bringing people closer to Jesus through this music. And obviously your faith is a huge part of that. Um, as far as your, your journey to the faith you're at now, um, how has that sort of uh, influenced or guided the way that you take your music? Um. Or are you a simple, simple man? No, it's really hit home. You know, there's been a lot of things that have, uh, you know, really hit home. I had a, uh, I had an experience that was where we, my family was demonically being attacked, literally. After I came out with a song called, I ain't afraid of no ghost, coincidentally. Oh, yeah. And I Ain't Afraid of No Ghost is a song talking about sleep paralysis. Mm -hmm. And it goes in depth about what sleep paralysis is and how it can be cured. And I had never experienced sleep paralysis, and neither had anyone in my family that I knew of. And about a year after I made that song, my wife started suffering from this. And she had never even, my wife doesn't even, had never listened to this song. She hasn't. She's not into my music and <laughs> doesn't really follow uh, all that kind of stuff that I do that much. Yeah. Uh, but after experiencing what she experienced, and she went on for over a year of experience off and on sleep paralysis, and I and I had to kind of basically show her the song that I made. I said, you're not going to believe that I've been talking about this stuff, exposing these things, and I feel like that now I feel like my family's being targeted because of this. And I actually – quit doing music for about two years during this whole process of when this happened. Oh, wow. Uh, and, uh, and it was, it was, it was a really tough struggle and my daughter suffered from it as well. And oh we man, that is scary. Openly called it out, walked her out the house, just proclaiming you have no authority here and it stopped completely and it never returned after that. Wow. Amen. Both my wife and my daughter just recognized where it was, called it out, and it completely went away. And we haven't had any experiences since. Wow, that is so cool. The rubber meeting the road. Holy smokes. Well, that's 
pretty scary stuff though that's so what that, you get man for going so public <laughs> yeah yeah i guess so yeah calling it out i tried to remain anonymous but well they they, they know in that realm the, right the yeah they can see through the <laughs> they can see through some of that from <laughs> from their realm so to speak but um that's the kind of thing that you know i think all of us that are publicly talking about this you know we seem to we don't necessarily discuss it publicly all the time but you know, we do experience some weird things like Basil and I have had conversations, you know, where it's like, man, some weird stuff going on, you know, um, mm-hmm. spiritually and, and just yeah, weird feelings and things like that. And that's, you know, uh, the faith part of it is so huge and having a comfort, you know, and just knowing that like, you know, yeah, it's kind of freaky in the moment. And it's kind of like you're, you're, you're playing, not playing with fire. You're sort of trying to put the fire out in terms of exposing stuff. And then mm-hmm. it strikes back and you're kind of like, whoa, you know, you want to take your hands yeah. off of it. Right. And you're like, Hey, Hey, you know, not trying to yeah. invite yeah, this, this into real the, stuff. Yeah, you're not trying to invite it in. You're trying to expose it. So, um, but that, that is, you know, I'm not going to say a, a test of faith, maybe too strong of a phrase, but it's definitely, um, I think a, a way in which, you know, uh, the things you talk about are verified in a real life situation. It must sink in a little more. And those, those lyrics will have, hopefully that, you know, that, that deeper sort of, um, spiritual connection with people in that way as well, that now that you've gone through this, you know, the songs like that can, uh, have more, you know, uh, some kind of, I don't know, some kind of influence in that way where people hear it. And if they know the story even behind that, you know, um, after the song came out, that's, that kind of stuff can really, um, you know, connect people where the, yeah, no, where the rubber hits the road, man. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes God allows us to go through these things so we can, you know, open our eyes to the realities of these things. And that's how it was for my wife. I mean, and, uh, it's done nothing but draw her closer to God and and make her faith stronger and our, our relationship stronger in the end, because, you know, we went through all that. So it's, it's, you know, all things work for the glory of God. Those, you know, who walk in faith, you know, and wear the full armor to God during all this stuff. So that's what we have to do is just know who the enemy is and, and keep our faith and, and, uh, and know that God has a plan in the end. Amen, brother. Amen. Now, what is, uh, I'm curious, what's your sort of current, uh, focus on, uh, quote unquote research, as you might put it, what's, uh, what's sort of the thing you're focusing the most on right now? Um, well, you know, I've definitely been focusing on the transhumanism thing. Our, our new album that we have coming out is called Shift Your Paradigm. And most of the songs on this new album are kind of like uh, gearing about talking about technology, talking about, uh, you know, quantum computers. I've been t- investigating all that type of stuff, everything having to do with quantum computing and, uh, you know, a lot of uh, Josh Peck, a lot of you guys. <laughs> we, uh, you know, so dude, um, can we make? Dude. Are we gonna make a cameo on the on the new album? The banjo solo from Basil. We'll see. We got we'll have. If we can find some good voice clips. Gons can rap real good. <laughs> yeah, rap. Collabo. My, yeah, that's my forte. Yeah, yeah, well, we can pass you some uh, some CCNT jingles you can throw into some songs. I don't really nice. people hopping. Well, that's cool, man. So a, a real focus on the transhumanism aspect, which, you know, it, it, the time is so ripe for that. I mean, we are moving. I was just looking into some uh, 
some additional information the other day on brain implants and and uh, the the actual benefits and and up upgrades that have been shown in uh, clinical trials and you know real patients and stuff like that and it's just a matter of time before it's available for anybody who just has the money to jump in and get it um yep. so i mean that that is fast approaching the time is definitely ripe to uh to wake people up to that kind of stuff oh yeah i mean they're they're already you know chain manipulating dna with things like crispr and whatnot and who knows what's going on in, in china where they're probably making super soldiers so you matt you you know go from the date of when crispr was made 18 years from there guarantee there's going to be like some sort of weird you know adults yeah. with all kinds oh yeah of strange phenomenons and you know if, if everybody starts going that direction and saying, okay, you can make your, your child the optimized child, you know, the smartest they can be, the, the best athlete they could be, you know, and basically if you don't do this, you're, you're a child abuser. What you right. don't want your child to compete in tomorrow's generation, you know, yeah, it's like Gattaca. Yeah. You're, you're part of the slave race. Yeah. Well, and that's yeah. the, that's the interesting part about transhumanism, where when it really gets boiled down, the and for those who may not uh, have a, a working definition for a transhumanism, you know, it's it's just the improvement of uh, the human body. Self-directed evolution. Include, yeah, self-directed evolution to increase the abilities or whatever, going beyond our original. Yeah sort of uh, status as human beings, whether it's through genetics or through uh, technology and implants and uh, integration with machines. Um, but to boil it down, I mean, the real dangers of transhumanism at a very basic level that a lot of people can connect with are the sort of social dangers. I mean, you can talk about the mark of the beast and you can talk about uh, you know, genetic ma manipulation and the image of God, but even just on a very basic level, the social dangers of, yeah, you know, like you mentioned, child abuse, if you don't genetically alter your child or uh, a wider, a widening difference between the have and have nots or the elites or the rich and the rest of us, those who can't afford the upgrades to yeah. uh, make our human self the best it can be. And uh, that's where the real chance of dystopia, a, a real physical on earth dystopia comes in. Um, because, uh, you know, as we've known, the, the wider the gap in quality of life uh, that appears between those who can afford it and those who can't, uh, society just starts going down the tubes real quick. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. I mean, I think Satan's goal has always been trying to convince people that they can create heaven here on earth. You know, it's kind of the same thing in the garden. There, the, There's not just the one tree. There's the tree of life and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. The tree of life gave them eternal life. The tree of knowledge of good and evil they weren't supposed to eat of. After they ate of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, the first thing God says, like, let's get them out of here before they eat of the tree of life. Because he yeah. knew if they ate of the tree of life, they'd forever be trapped in sin. Right. Because that's mm. what gave them eternal life. So it's like, and that's what Satan's goal, you know, was to do is to trap people or convince them 
yeah, this is heaven. You know, yeah. you can make your own rules. You can be your own God right here on earth. You can live forever. And, uh, and that's what it's a continuation of. Yeah. And it's really interesting to see the, the cultural part of it really, I think, helping assist the, the climate the social climate that'll accept genetic engineering and, and microchipping and all those types of things as a moral responsibility, because obviously we're seeing it already at the, you know, the political level and, and all the stuff going on with uh, the craziness there and, and how people are divided over issues. And a lot of it has to do, you know, a lot of it, are, you know, the, the people who have like celebrities and things that, that have money and then have wealth and, and, you know, popularity and fame and all this kind of stuff, they're, sort of twisted morality is put on this pedestal. They're, they're kind of put on soapboxes and, and they dictate how people ought to think about uh, things in general. And then yeah. that sort yeah. of seeps into, you know, it becomes their worldview. But it's it's so obvious that it's become, it's, it really is Alice Bailey's externalization of the hierarchy. She talks yeah. about in, in a lot of her writing that, you know, that there there's going to be these world servers that, you know, they're, they're going to come forward They're It's, you know, irrelevant to religion or race or anything. They're going to be all over the world and they're going to come forward and they're going to bring enlightenment and all this kind of stuff. And those are the people that are part of high society. Now, like we talk about celebrity culture, we yeah. talk all that kind of stuff. Uh, high fashion is quite mm -hmm. the place. So if you look at the last few years, fashion really got, bizarre it's it's really bizarre and some of it is openly like luciferian and they're oh, not yeah. even hiding it anymore and a lot of it is uh i think again it's a cultural seeping in of or ex externalizing of the luciferian yeah. philosophy just wide open and that's going to help you know the the sort of morality be set for the transhuman post-human morality based on man and not on god and that's that's where a lot of this um you know the concepts and philosophies or theories about how the mark of the beast will play out. I think that's where it comes in. And, and it's crazy that we're seeing it because, you know, it the, the revelation talks about these people are going to be worshiping the beast and worshiping the dragon. And it's like, okay, that's, eh, you know, you read it. And I, I remember reading it thinking like, okay, that's, that's a little much like, like open Luciferianism. Mm -hmm. That's, that's a little too, <laughs> I don't think that's going to, but then as I looked around, as time went by, I was like, oh, okay, I guess. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that that's yeah. the way it's going to go. So yeah. No, exactly. I mean, that's Luciferianism in a nutshell is believing you can be your own God. You know, it's not sacrificing goats and, and all this other stuff. True Luciferians believe they are their own gods and that's, it's just humanism repackaged. It's just that same lie. So uh, yeah, no, you're exactly right. The externalization of all these things are part of that whole plan. And uh, uh, you know, getting these signs and symbols and, and all these this secret knowledge that used to be so hidden and so guarded. Now that the cat's out of the bag, now they just have to muddy the waters. Now they oh, just yeah. have to like make it everywhere and anywhere to the point when somebody sees something like these secret symbols, just like, ah, oh, I've seen that before. Big deal. It doesn't yeah. mean anything. It's not interesting. It's just, I see that every day it's mud becomes mundane. Right. Yeah, like the Illuminati thing, just the word Illuminati has become almost yeah. a joke, you know, and it, exactly. there is a, a historical root to some of this stuff. And, you know, who knows if the elite, you know, the elite class call themselves that now or whatever, but you know, it, there's a reference to a reality, but now it's just a, it's just a joke. It's a, all seeing exactly. a pyramid. Ha, huh, it's funny. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's what I believe all these psyops are. It's like the dinosaurs don't exist groups or mud fossils. I don't know if you've seen these groups, 
but there, there's a group called they call themselves mud fossils and they'll anything that looks like you know you've seen mountains and it looks like a you know a giant laying down because it's a profile they'll oh, literally yeah. say that's a mud fossil of an actual giant that proves the nephilim are real <laughs> you know, and, and have all it's all disinformation to basically group everybody that's a creationist into that same group oh yeah creationists don't believe dinosaurs exist you know creationists believe in mud fossils and flat earth and all this other stuff it's a way of just you know spreading that disinformation and, and muddying the waters to the point with anybody who's just starting out today imagine you know like you were saying you know a lot of this stuff wasn't wasn't out that much even in the early 2000s but now it's it's not only out there but it's just associated with all kinds of nonsense as well so if you try to study something say like the nephilim or the whole genesis 6 thing you're going to be all kinds of people talking about the Nephilim, but very few of them are putting together like, you know, Chuck Missler and your guys do and, and other people. It's a lot of people have all these whacked out ideas, but they still talk about the Nephilim. Well, not even that, but the show's supernatural and the, the characters in the show are Nephilim, you know? And so that it's, it's there, like they've completely hijacked it. And, and supernatural is not the huge, you know, yeah. it's not a huge show. It was kind of popular when it first came out, but it's still around, you know, it's got a little following going, but it's, it's something that's produced again, mudding the waters. If people are exactly. searching for the word Nephilim or supernatural, they're going to run into the TV show before they run into yeah, Chuck oh, Wessler or anything like show. that. Yeah. I wanted to ask you this because the thing that I noticed and, and some people have noticed, and I'm sure people have told you many times that the music, the style of the music reminds me of Cypress Hill. And that's, you know, just kind of the early nineties rap. And it's, mm -hmm. it's beyond that. Like it's, it's more than that. And I'm not saying that that's, you know, one dimensional thing, but what is your opinion of like modern, like where modern hip hop is in terms of not just like the, what they're, the message they're spreading is obviously, you know, the, the same thing that's, that's been going on with all the Luciferian stuff, but isn't stylistically like, what, you, what is your thought on it? Yeah. And, and have oh, you, uh, have you, and have you, are you guys doing the, the vocal tuning stuff on the new album? <laughs> no no vocoders no we uh, i can't stand most of the hip-hop music of today and have things like mumble rap where it's just that's literally with a genre yeah, of rap man, called get some face tattoos mumble rap oh, yeah it's it's horrible i mean i don't even listen to it i don't listen to hardly any music at all today i mean uh, <laughs> Very, very little music do I listen to. And if I do, it's it's old school, you know, 90s style music or just rock or whatever on the radio. Um, I can't stand. I can't name a single. It's, it, know, yeah, it's kind of sad. Like, it's yeah. really sad because, I, I mean, there was not that, you know, we do sound like old timers, but like there was a time when even hip hop was like, they're actually, you know, a lot of the even famous ones were actually talking about something, some, something in real life, you know, and that's kind of what drew people in. But now I don't even know what they're talking about. They're yeah, mumbling. Yeah. I mean, no, there are some on. really amazing Christian artists out there. I tell you what, I mean, if you really want uh, some good music, there are some really amazing other truth artists besides myself, people like uh, Ninja Scroll. And uh, the praying mantis and dissident prophet, uh, you know Andy Jennings. Yeah, prophet, dissident yeah. prophet. Love, yeah, love those guys. Yeah, and they talk about the same a lot of the same stuff we do. But yeah, radical. Well, this is awesome. Now, tell me a little bit more about the new album. Uh, how, are we hyping something that we're gonna have to wait 
five years for, or what are we looking at here? Uh, we're shooting for hopefully around August, but I haven't I haven't actually set a release date yet. But we're we're hoping for around that time. Ooh, August! Uh, it's coming up quick, man. Yeah, yeah, it's coming up quick. So we've got most of the album done. Um, we just need to uh, finish like I think about four songs, and then do all the artwork and and uh, send it in. So it's we're wrapping it up, but we nice. just have to, you know. Oh, you're well, good. You're gonna have to make sure. Now, here's the thing. I gotta. I have got to ask you. Who did your guys's logo? Uh, actually, it's uh, somebody I found on Fiverr. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, oh, that's a good old Fiverr. Yeah, yeah. If he's, you know, you go around there and you find somebody. You could find kind of a. This guy made logos for mostly uh video game icons for people that are gamers totally yeah and so uh i really liked his style and uh love the style love the logo you got two (laughs) uh ufos blasting down some uh some just fire or rays or something and you got you two guys holding the ray guns with your foot up on a snake's head a giant snake's head (laughs) that is Probably uh, guns. We gotta get gotta something get some like this. Logos, you gotta send us the link to that guy because that <laughs> For is sure. the coolest thing. <laughs> we have got to get a Basil and Gons logo. That would be sweet. For sure. Before we wrap it up, um, I, I yeah, I know you guys have done digging for the truth with Ark and Neo, and you guys have been kind of doing that for a while. Yeah, what's what's the story there? Yeah. No, we're still doing it. We put uh, we put one out maybe once a month or so. We just recorded one actually uh, about a week or so ago that I'll be putting out here in the next couple of weeks, uh, and that's that's a lot of fun. Now, Ark or digging for truth with Ark and Neo. I'm Ark now. Neo is actually my brother. That's not genetics. Just to let everybody know, they always think that's genetics. Genetics is not on Ark and Neo. This is my actual brother that I grew up. My brother from the same mother and father. Nice. <laughs> so he's deep into all these same kind of stuff that I'm into, and uh, and has really uh, has a has a great uh, a great eye for for all the whole giant thing and and explains things in a lot better way actually than myself as far as his biblical knowledge. Yeah. He hates rap. (laughs) (laughs) So that's your guys' podcast. What's the, what's kind of the premise of the podcast? Pretty much all the same types of things we talk about in our music, but we also talk about, uh, you know, like giant pumpkins in the pre-flood world, or we'll talk about, because my brother used to grow giant pumpkins and he talks about how giant plants are grown. We talk about, dinosaurs and uh, dragons we talk about the nephilim we talk about dmt i interview people that have done dmt uh, we talk about transhumanism a lot we just did that ep- last episode that hasn't been out yet we talk about an experience that happened to us back when we were uh, in uh, high school where we actually experienced a uh, about a mile from our house where growing up people actually sacrificing cats a group of satanists that actually oh, sacrifice no oh you get rile up basil an altar and everything and and we had to call the the sheriffs and oh my god it's a creepy scenario but yeah we talk about that whole experience uh that in this next podcast we put out cat killers wow 
Okay, well, make sure to check that out, everybody. Digging for the Truth with Ark and Neo. And make sure to check out Destiny Lab. You want to give us some links? Where can people find your music? DestinyLab.com. And uh, if you want to pre-order the album or get involved with the Patreon, if you want to support us on our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash Destiny Lab. There's a lot of rewards there. If you want to see behind the scenes uh, uh, footage, there's also some live performances by Destiny Lab that, that aren't released publicly and some things like that if you join there. so Awesome. Very and cool. of course, make sure to check out Digging for the Truth with Arcaneo. I'm assuming you're on Apple Podcasts and all the main yep. go-tos there. Yep, all the main go-tos as well as YouTube. And then we also have dozens and dozens of music videos, which are really good uh, for uh, witnessing to other people because the the visuals that go along with the lyrics that we talk about really add a whole other level of uh, explanation to some of these things. It's true. Make sure to check out the Robophobia video. Um, so, well, th- thank you so much, Archaeologic. I'm going to give you the last word here before we head out. Was there anything that maybe we didn't talk about that you wanted to hit or you got something to leave with the people? Uh, Well, I know there may be some secret uh, unreleased projects with Gons, Basil, and Archaeologic Dust of Dusting Lab that has not been announced yet. Ooh. So... There are some things we may have not even talked about that we can't talk about yet. We but. can't talk about the secrets, man. We can't talk about the secrets, but... No. Oh, no. We're part of a every, secret society every, now. Yes. Everything done in the darkness will come to light. <laughs> That's right. So keep That's an right. eye out, everybody. Be, be, be vigilant. All shall be revealed. Archaeologic, thank you so much, Thanks, my buddy. man. Big fan. You are, uh, I think you put it well. You are an, uh, an important link in that chain of people discovering the tr- truth. And I, uh, I appreciate you doing your work, brother. I appreciate you guys so much. And, and God bless you guys for all you do. And thank you for finally having me on. We got to do it again for sure. And uh, anything you guys need, definitely let me know. Well, there you go, folks. We told you we were going to do it, and we did it. That was Archaeologic with Destiny Lab. Gons, it finally happened. It only took, I don't know, nine years, eight years, something like that. <laughs> well, seven years, because that's as long as the podcast has been going. <laughs> but uh, so stoked. I mean, this uh, Destiny Lab really has been sort of a pillar in the community, and like it has been said many times now, a, uh, a, a strong ch- link in the chain of uh, getting the truth out there. And we are so pumped to get them, uh, get Ark on here and we'll get both of them on uh, soon. I think you have uh, some kind of soul connection to genetics. So, you know, you're time traveling his, I don't know, some kind of genetic lab going on. <laughs> you guys will come up with all sorts of... Well, there things. are a lot of similarities between us and Destiny Lab, and we're not the only ones to have pointed this out. So, <laughs> uh, I like I like their whole thing. They on their website, they're all wearing goggles. They're very incognito. I'm I'm into it. I might have to join that uh, <laughs> that sort of aesthetic. Just we just go full on. Just put on all kinds of gear. You know, I used to dress like that as a kid. I would get all kinds of stuff and put we it all on. We all did. We are we are cool kids. Yeah. Man. Well, you know, if if you look at fashion now, I mean, it's just people 
uh, that didn't yeah. grow up, you know? So yeah, we're high fashion. We are high fashion fashionistas. <laughs> oh, oh no. <laughs> that's, that's asking for trouble. That's right. So I recommend everybody go check out Destiny Labs music, even if you're not a fan of hip hop. Especially you can, if you're not a fan of hip hop, you might actually you enjoy can it. Appreciate it for uh, the message, and like I said, it packs. They, each song packs a punch. Um, now, just a reminder: you can head to Facebook, like our page. Don't turn off the podcast quite yet. I know as soon as I start talking about Facebook, people start reaching for the next button. But you need to join the Canary Cry community. Don't worry. It's a closed group. It's a private group. Your other uh, normie friends, they won't see things that you post in there. But it's a great way to connect with uh, people just like you. Listeners of Canary Cry Radio, researchers, people interested in the truth of all uh, different kinds of things going on today. And, uh, you know, like I said, it's not too intense. It's fun. Lots of memes. Lots of good stuff. Lots of prayer. People giving advice to each other and praying for each other. It's a, it's a great community. So check out the Canary Cry community on Facebook. And remember, this show is entirely listener supported, which means that uh, you know in this life, money passes through us. Money comes to us, and money goes out, and we get to choose where that money goes. Now here's the thing. Money doesn't come to Gons and I very easily <laughs> because we don't sell advertising. Advertising would, uh, I'm realizing now, would have been the much easier way to go about this. But uh, here's the thing. Corporate sponsors don't like putting their names on material like ours. And, uh, you know, we have had a couple big Hollywood names reach out and want to advertise stuff on here. But... Um, I, we, we said just no. Don't believe. We will not sell out to your uh, I'm offers. questioning that decision now, but <laughs> we did say no. But if you guys uh, value the show, if you listen to new episodes, look forward to new episodes, listen to old episodes, if you share the material that you get here on Canary Cry Radio, consider going to patreon.com slash Radio. And uh, help fund the show with uh, other listeners just like you. People are coming together to keep the show going and uh, keep Gonza's babies fed and my cats and my Roomba fed. I actually think and, I think I think the supporters are really helping our sanity too. Can you imagine some Hollywood, you know, person oh, no. like telling us well, what no, to do with our podcast? We well, that's what happens Ugh. when you take on advertisers. You no longer in, are in control. The advertisers are in control of the podcast. And so, yeah, part of it is we don't believe in selling your attention. The other part of it is we don't believe in giving advertisers a say in what we can and cannot talk about on the show. And that's rare nowadays. I mean, even podcasting is has become so corporatized with uh, big mega podcast producers like Gimlet and you know all these uh what's the other one Earwolf and uh, I don't know there's all sorts of big uh, podcasting entities and they all sell ads and they all have to be careful what they put on their podcast because the second they start saying something the advertisers don't like boom they don't got any money yeah so we've chosen to eschew 
against our uh, better judgment, accountants, <laughs> yeah, accounts, <laughs> our accountants' advice uh, to eschew that model. We are entirely listener supported. So, if we're worth a cup of, cup of coffee, if we're worth a movie ticket a month, if we're worth a cheeseburger a month, head over to Patreon.com/slash Canary Cry Radio. And just toss us a couple bucks, you know, value, value for value, baby. Yeah. You know, there's been uh, such a huge rise in podcasting. Some of the numbers are absurd. It's mainstream. Now. I, I mean, I mean yeah, this what, is mainstream entertainment. You compare the year we started with how many podcasts there are now. It's like, I don't know, five or six times as many. We're, we're well, there, yeah, there's 600,000 podcasts oh, now was kind of the most recent number that I heard, yeah. which is great. I mean, it's new. It's it's great that people are realizing, uh, you know, that they can broadcast and put things out there. I would say probably most of the 600,000 are uh, need some time to develop, um, but also a large portion of those are funded by advertising yeah that's <laughs> and true we're not man so we're we're on the fringe of the fringe staying indie on the fringe <laughs> and i mean more than anything it just means a lot to gons and i whenever we see a new yeah. uh, pledge come in on the patreon it actually gives me a very warm and fuzzy feeling it lets me know that somebody values what we're doing out there not just at the dollar amount although the dollar amount is uh, certainly a part of it but just that they took the time to go to patreon and make an account and and click on the button that says support basil and gons um it really does mean a lot so if you're looking for a way to personally touch our hearts not just our wallets but our hearts when we see those pledges come through, it it actually means a lot to us personally. Yeah, and we're approaching, I think, uh, 70 or almost 80 extended reports on Canary Cry News Talk. And then we're almost hitting, we're getting close to 20 Canary Cry conversations, which are a little more fun, you know, a little yeah, more a laid back. Of, bunch of, I mean, in uh, hours wise, I mean, there's... Uh, there's got to be getting close to a hundred hours of bonus material. That's material that's not put out on the main feed. That's just a hundred hours of just bonus material that you get for supporting us. And remember, the Joy Spiracy Theory is waiting for you, baby. If you need another podcast to listen to this week, if you want to hear stories uh, from and about listeners just like you, as well as some of your favorite uh, fringe researchers, authors, podcasters, YouTubers, hear their life story, uh, how they got into the topics. I mean, some of the stories that are told. I mean, I think it is of just about every episode, Guns. Uh, somebody tells a story that completely blows my mind, whether it's an experience with the supernatural or uh, an experience in their uh, in their BC days, their before Christ days, <laughs> or near death experiences, or all sorts of stuff like that. Yeah, you know, we, uh, yeah. I'm 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 gonna say just to let you know, I was thinking about starting a separate podcast and under the Canary Cry banner, just just interviewing people with their encounters supernatural encounters but i think you're already doing it so well you know when somebody has a supernatural encounter and they're doing a podcast telling the story of their life it does seem to sneak yeah, in there tends to come often. up it's a major event <laughs> in their life but i i would be so happy if you started another podcast the <laughs> that was a weird way to say it uh podcast the uh, the canary cry media empire grows yeah we're going to start spreading our octopus tentacles I into know, other areas we need to start getting uh, 
We need to start getting some some more help. Some, more. some help. We need, <laughs> we need more, more help. Patrons is what can really help us. Yeah. Speaking of the Canary Cry uh, media empire, the family of shows, uh, go to your podcast player, Apple Podcasts, whatever it is, and search for Ravel. That's R-A-V-E-L. That is a new podcast that I'm doing with a very smart man, Christopher Ryan Gates. He is a PhD candidate in uh, biblical uh, studies in theology, and we are exploring the Bible, people, and it is so fun. It is fun, fresh, bright, and uh, exciting, and I really hope you guys check it out. Right now, There's we have our trailer for season one out now. Just go to Apple Podcasts or your podcast player and search Ravel and subscribe, because when that season one starts dropping, you want it downloading directly onto your device. Are all However many episodes, are they all dumping at once? Well, our original plan was, yes, to dump them all at once. They might be, uh, we might start with dumping three. So you can really have some time to binge. And then they will come out for uh, a few months after that. We're this doing is, uh, it in seasons. This is very different from the unknown Canary Cry radio schedule. <laughs> yes, the the very uh, nebulous Canary nebulous, Cry that's, schedule. That's the word, yeah. Yes. No, we're, we're kind of taking a hint from, uh, you know, people, because podcasts have come, become so popular, the method by which they are distributed, there's been a lot of experimentation. And so I just decided that I kind of wanted to do it this way. Also, uh, it allows us to put together a whole bunch of episodes and put, in, put them out so we're not locked into a weekly recording schedule. So as not to take away from, you know, all of the other shows that we do. Yeah, I don't think we do enough. We should add a couple more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Anger Conspiracy okay. Podcast. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Let's just cover all the emotions. Okay, well, there you have it, folks. Thanks so much for listening uh, to this episode of Canary Cry Radio with Destiny Labs Archaeologic. Make sure to tune in next time. But until then, think outside the cage.